Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word.
Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the word of God. Hallelujah. And something good is going to happen to you. Are you ready to receive that good thing? Everybody put your hands together. Let's sing out to the Lord. is passing this way this very day everybody sing open your mouth and sing out loud Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for your presence. It is a special day. We are so grateful for this day. We are grateful, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your spirit presence here. Thank you that we are not alone. We are here with an innumerable company of angels. Angels all around us, ministering to us, ministering to our needs. Thank you for the spirit of God's presence here. I pray that no one's mind will be absent. But Lord, that our minds and thoughts will be stayed on you. Knowing that you are here. You are here. And you are here because of us and we are here because of you. Thank you in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Thank you. Put your hands together for Jesus. And let's take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, are you happy to be in church? I'm also excited to be in church today. And I know that we are going to be blessed. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. This is a special day, powerful day, and um, we are going to be blessed. We're going to continue our message on honor, blessing, anointing, and mighty works. A continuation of Anna, hallelujah. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse um, 6, what does it say? It says that, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please him. Who is the him? God. Is that not so? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God, so by the first part of the scripture is what I need, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So faith is, what is faith? You know, we always say faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which is good. But faith is also understanding what you are doing for God from your heart. Are you understanding me? Faith is doing something for God and understanding why you are doing it. That is when you'll be blessed. Or that's when you receive results. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. And I'm saying that that is the, what, how we define faith. But it also means the same thing that I'm saying. That faith is understanding. Because so, so whatever you do, you sing for God, you pray to God, you give, you do whatever. But if it is without faith, and how would that faith come? That faith comes with understanding. So when you understand, when you give an offering and you understand, when you pay tithes and you understand, when you win souls and you understand the way God wants you to do it, then it, you, are, you are doing it by faith. And why am I saying that? Let's turn our Bible to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, and let's read from 13 following. Matthew 16, because see, so many people do things and they don't do it understanding. You see, they don't do it understanding. So as soon as problems arise or a little bit of um, um, confusion, and they are confused. So it's very important that you understand why you are doing it, what you are doing, so that you will be blessed. Amen. So in Matthew chapter 16, 13 following, it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, or Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, and you are the disciples, isn't it? Okay, so he asked his disciples, Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? You see, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And this is going back to the scripture I've read, you see, because you can see that Jesus wants them to understand something. And so, all along, 
as they were following him, look at what they said, verse 14. And they said, some say that you are John the Baptist. The some say are people who come to church and always do things depending on what people are saying. You know, people come to church and they always do it because some people are saying. Yeah, there are some who say we are joining the choir because they say. You get it. We are, we are giving because they say. So some say that thou, you see, and others also Jeremiah. So some as everybody is saying what, the reason why we are doing what we are doing. If you come to church, doing church, many people have their own understanding of doing the church and what the church is. Many people, some say it's for business, some say it's for networking, some say it's for, it's for um, marriage. Wow. Some say it's for marriage. Some say it's for what? Huh? Job. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get a job, so you, you need to start a, so that you can get you can, you, employment, source of employment. Youth and employment. YEA. Good. So some say, you get it. What, why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you in church? My pastor says, my shepherd came. The course I've received. So others say. So Jesus went on to ask them in the next verse. He said unto them, but whom you say that I am, what do you also say? So what you are doing, the church you are coming to, the offering you are giving, the souls you are winning, all the things you are doing, what do you also say about it? What is your own understanding? What is your own understanding about what you are doing? You see, because I've read the Bible, I've come to see that it is only when you know why you are doing it and to whom you are doing it to that you are blessed. That it works for you. That's why people think that the bread of God doesn't work. It works. It works. It works. But it works on the fact that you must do it by faith. And that faith is not some abstract thing that you just keep saying, there's sort of thing, no sin, the evidence of things, there's sort of hope for, evidence of things, no sin. So it's the sort of thing, hope for, evidence of things, no sin. No. It comes a deep, un- deep understanding of what you are doing. And then you can receive rewards. Because Bible says that he is, and he is a rewarder. You see, he is, and he is a rewarder. So God, when you do whatever he wants you to do, you must be you might expect to receive a reward. Do you get it? So, who do you say that I am? Then Peter spoke. Is that also? Peter spoke. But then Jesus' answer is very powerful. It's verse 17. He says that, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona. Listen. Simon Barjona, what does it Flesh and blood had not revealed it to you. You get it? This is when you start working by faith. This is where you can say, I am doing things by faith. Because you have now have the understanding that God has given in the Bible. You are not doing because someone has asked you to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
You are not coming because someone has asked you to come. Flesh and blood has not revealed to me the importance of coming to church. I know in the Bible why I must come for fellowship. Are you understand what I'm saying? Flesh and blood. And until you get to that point, until you get to that point, that is when you realize that mostly whatever you do doesn't please God. Because you are not doing it by faith. How can you have faith in a thing that you don't understand? Yes, we say that faith is doing things that you don't understand. The not understanding part is that you understand that you don't understand. <laughs> there must be some understanding. Even the understanding that you don't understand is an understanding. It's an understanding. Do you get it? And that thing, it is not me who should come and scream here that if you don't understand, if you don't understand and you do it, it's faith. You yourself, at a point in your Christian life, you must come to that point that I may not understand. And I don't need the pastor to tell me that you don't have to understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? So whatever you do as a Christian, do it with understanding. And when you do it with understanding, there is no way you will not uh, uh, be rewarded. Are you getting me? Wonderful. Is it not a good place to put your hands together for Jesus? Or you are still understanding. <laughs> so with this understanding, when we read Galatians chapter 6 verse 6 following, we did understanding. When we read Galatians verse 6 following, then we understand that it is something that is a powerful thing. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? It is something that is a powerful thing because it is not just a reading or a verse, but it's something that you understand and the blessing it comes with it. Are you get what I'm saying? So, but anyway, Bible says faith coming by hearing. So I have to tell you to now understand. But when you hear, 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 too, you don't understand, then Bible says for a time, the time come that you ought to have been. You see, so. In Galatians, it says, it says that let him that is taught. So what we are doing today by honoring the prophet that God has given to us. You get And this year, for some reason, we didn't even honor properly for me. For some reason, we didn't honor properly. Because if I really want to honor my prophet, if I really, really want to honor my prophet, I need to let people know that I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. But somehow, we really were constrained by time and a few other things. Do you get it? But I'm sure, as we used to do, next time we have the opportunity, we'll do it like that. And nothing, you see, anytime you are doing something that is scripture, do it with all your heart. Don't matter what anybody says. Get what I'm saying? So Galatians that says, he said, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And we realize that when we read the King James Version, a lot of you need your English teacher to come and help you. So we went to a New Living Translation. Your English teacher is not around. So we went to New Living Translation. And he said, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers. Sharing all good things with them. You get it. It is part of the gospel. It is not the only gospel. You get it. It's not the only gospel that, you know, sometimes the reason why people even have problems with this is that 
it, it almost like it is the only gospel. It almost like it is the only gospel. <laughs> Do you see? But that all things work together for good, including this one, including winning of souls, including working for God, including praying, including fasting, including so many things. Are you getting it? And when you do all, and it becomes the full gospel, do you see? So say that providing for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. We recognize that God has given us a teacher, a prophet. We recognize. I would not have been here if I was not given a, a teacher. I was taking the other day where I would have been. You, you take it for granted. You know, sometimes you take it for granted. That's why sometimes you can look at your father and tell your father that I would have been anyway. Or you tell your mother that I would have been anyway. You see, but we take it for granted. And God has given us a prophet, a teacher, whose teachings has brought us this far in life, personal lives, church life, every way. God has blessed us. Hallelujah. With the, and so all that we are doing is that we are fulfilling scripture. What are we doing? But is that your understanding? How many of you are understanding that way? Oh, I know you raise your hand. Okay. But may faith come. This is so, so it is more like you are fulfilling a scripture. Whatever happens in between and your blessing, after I have fulfilled the scripture, my faith is that God has to do, God is going to do his part. Do you, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Good. So verse 7. I want to say, you leave it there, don't worry. When you say communicate with him every good thing, it is every good thing. Every good thing. But you know that every good thing sometimes is relative. So to make it short, to make it short, you communicate with a substance in terms of, let's say, uh, money. Because you may think that, oh, I want to communicate every good thing with my business. I'm buying him a boxer shop, the best a boxer shop. Do you see? <laughs> or singlet. Which is substance and also. Singlet is substance. Or watch is substance. Are you getting me? But maybe, maybe what, is, what, it, what can make it easier for you is the substance in terms of money. Do you get it? So, but if that is not, if by any means it cannot be, then you can maybe, <laughs> I was going to say something, but do you get it? So, then he said, don't be misled. Don't be deceived. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will harvest what you plant. How I many of you have heard this saying that whatever a man soweth, so also shall he reap. How I many of you have heard it before? Now, have you noticed where it is being mentioned? It is actually being mentioned in connection with honoring the prophet. That's where it is mentioned. That's actually where it is mentioned. That don't be deceived. It's like when you are taking off, people say that, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, press down, shake it, here, around about. That thing is not talking about offering, it's talking about forgiveness. That particular verse. Do you get it? It's talking about mercy and forgiveness. But it makes, it, it makes nice, it's nice when we apply it to offering. Do you get it? But it was talking about forgiveness. It was talking about forgiveness. So here too, what he's talking about is this verse that communicate unto him. He was teaching you. you get, and said, don't be deceived. 
The God of justice, look at whatever you sow in that communication, whatever you sow, that also you will reap. That also you will reap. And those who recognize, you know, we're talking about stages of honor. You do get it. And we're talking about those who recognize that what has happened to me is as a result of God. Yes. I mean, yesterday, somebody showed me a video, sent me a video of his house. A video of his house. And in the video of his house, I don't know how he alone, he happened to put a CCTV camera in his kitchen. I don't know what he wanted to see from his wife and his wife's cooking. So, in the video of the, wife, of the house, his son went to the kitchen to go and cook. His son came from school and went to the um, kitchen to go and cook. And somewhere, so I don't know what happened, but the stove caught fire. And so it was like the house was burning. And in the CCTV video, you could see the child is standing there looking at the fire, then he would do this. Then he would try to touch the fire. Then the thing was burning. Then he went to take water to quench the fire. So as soon as he poured the water on the stove, then it exploded. Boom! And the guy was standing. Hey, this is about a 14-year-old boy or something. Standing there with his, I think he came from school. He didn't, he just changed to his shorts and singlet. He wanted to go and take some small sausage to eat. Boom! Like that. So the house was actually, as I was looking, I said, wow! What's going to happen? The place was almost in flames. Then, somewhere, somehow, another reason I don't understand why the guy didn't run. But he was still going and trying to put out the fire. And I'm sure that, you see, sometimes when you think of what your father would do to you, What your father would do to you, what your mother would do to you, what happened to you, then you have some boldness come into your heart. That's what I, was, I could see if the boy doing. The, hey, that you come <laughs> So, anyway, so the boy was, he just, some way, somehow, the fire went down. And you see, let me put your hands there for Jesus. And let me, let me tell you something. If you are a woman and you go home and there's smoke in your room, in your kitchen, don't assume that it's that it just, it's been, I mean, it just happened. Don't assume that it's nothing. Do you get it? <laughs> Many women, when you wear the smoke there, you, you have to know that something has happened. But anyway, the woman didn't see. Then the man went to the room and said, something has happened in the house. So that's why he went to the CCTV and he saw that the house was almost burning. But why am I I'm saying this to say that when the brother sent me the video, the only, then he added, I thank God for praying for us. You get it? He added, I thank God for praying for us. See, the person somewhere, somehow has linked that thing because it doesn't make sense that the house didn't burn. It doesn't make sense. I'm not sure you see the boy's face. So one day I'll show you. If I'm able, I can even show the picture to you. I'm not sure you see his face, or, you, or they will see his face. They won't see, okay. Maybe I'll show it to you. You'll be shocked why the house didn't burn. I mean, it was a burning house. Do you get it? But then I remember that another person had a similar incidence. The, way, <laughs> the person reported to me the thing he 
he or she had, I don't want to add it to it. You get it? And it wasn't long, and something happened. And I told myself, I see, if you don't learn to see where to give your thanks to, that's what happens. But I will not go into it. You see, the ability to know that this is as a result of this. So when we're talking about it, we, we mentioned that you reap something. I don't know what happens. Remember the testimony we heard? The lady said she was driving on the motorway, and she saw a flying car. Just a car was just flying like that, ooh, and just landed in front of her, boom, with her daughter in the car. Now, how do you explain this? But you may explain that, wow, hey, I was fast. When I saw the car, and I turned James Bond, hey. But she said, she attributed it to the covering. She attributed it to the covering. You get it. So, I don't know how it is linked, but it is linked. Somewhere, somehow. Are you getting it? So, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, seven. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You cannot mock God. God is not deceived. God is not deceived. If you are coming to, you say, I've come to honor the teacher. And then in your heart, you know. We know the other we told you what you bring, the blind goats and the limping cows and things. We saw it, so I don't need to go there. Then, then you are deceiving your own self. You see, because whatever it is linked to, whatever, and I know it is linked to something, but whatever it is linked to, you are deceiving yourself. I get what I'm saying. Then the next verse. Those who live only to certify, okay, let's, let's, let's leave that one. So, this is what I'm, I'm telling you. This is what we are doing. And you have to have faith. You have to have understanding of what you are doing. An understanding of what you are doing. Verse 10 is, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good. And to all men. So there are a lot of good things in sowing, giving to the poor, giving to one another, especially those of the household of faith. You get it. So, so important. Wonderful. So, we also went to the stage of seeing how Jesus connected Anna to, the, to power and to miracles. Do you remember when Jesus went to his hometown in Mark chapter 6, verse, um, let's read verse 4, verse 4. But Jesus, Mark 6, 4, and Jesus told them, a prophet is without, is honored, Okay, the verse one is better, the uh, New Living Translation. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. Wow. Then, but the Jesus says that a prophet without honor except in his own country. Then the verse, the next verse said, and because of their unbelief, you see, so he's talking about honor. They say because of their unbelief. So, if you don't honor the person, you don't even believe the person. You don't even believe the person. He couldn't do any miracles among them. So you can say, Jesus has done what? He has linked Anna to what? Miracles. That's it. Anna, anointing, power, breakthroughs. And also, he has linked it to miracles. And then we saw how Mary broke the... And the connection with the breaking of the 
alabaster, the alabaster box. Why? What is the connection? And you read in John 11, 1, just to bring your mind to something. We'll close very soon, don't worry. John 11, 1. John 11, 1. He said that now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Now, God said the next verse. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with the ointment, and he wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So he said there's a connection. I don't think it was, it was just for nothing that Jesus has connected it, or the Bible has connected it, to show how that honor of breaking your expensive bottle is connected to Jesus responding to raise Lazarus from the dead. It's, it's connected. Are you getting me? It's connected. And then let's go to... Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, 40, 40, 10, 40. Faith coming by hearing. So instead of doing things without understanding, at least your faith will make you do it with understanding. He said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Receiveth him that sent me. Can you link this to the um, honoring, the step to, to honor? Remember, a, man, a certain man planted a vineyard and sent his servant. And they didn't receive them. Remember, stages of honor. They didn't receive them. They killed the servant and then they killed the son as well. And you can say this is the same thing that this one is also trying to say. That Matthew chapter 10, where he said, that, He that receiveth, he that receiveth you, receive, he that receiveth, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Do you get it? So, the way you receive someone, which is also a stage of Anazan also, receiveth also me. Then you go to the next verse. You say, he that receiveth a prophet. So whatever you are receiving is linked to what you, what, what you are blessed with. It's linked to what you are blessed with. So he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet. Do you get it? So why are you receiving the person? Is it because of the person or because of something? And what is that something you are looking at? Do you get it? You are looking at the anointing upon that person. Not in the name of, but in the name that this person was sent by this other person. And then you shall receive a prophet reward. And then if you receive also a righteous man, you shall receive a righteous man's re reward. So even your ability to receive brethren amongst ourselves, receive them amongst ourselves. That's why some have even entertained angels. Among the, there's, a, there's a blessing called a righteous man's reward. That's why you don't have to stop. You see, there's a brother... And there's a family in church who have taken a particular interest in a, in a, a brother, somebody who got born again some time ago. And the behavior of the person and the way it is, I realized that it must be very difficult to really receive this guy. But I can also see the way they have received the person and the way they relate with the person 
And I realized that it is this one, it is just a, a matter of receiving a righteous man for a righteous man's reward. Otherwise, there's nothing else. Otherwise, there's nothing else. Because it's best, and some righteous people, it's not easy to receive them. Just as some prophets, it's not easy to receive them. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's not easy to receive them. And he says that a righteous man's reward, do you get it? And whosoever shall give to drink one of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, you shall in no wise lose your reward. So you can see that there's a connection to receiving what you receive and what you will be rewarded with. There's a connection. Is that clear? There's a connection. So then you go to this connection in um, First Kings. I told you we'll be closing soon. First Kings. First Kings chapter 17 talks about the widow woman. How many of you have heard of the widow woman before? Widow woman. Widow woman. Some of you have never heard anything in the Bible. Okay. Okay. Now, this widow woman is the widow woman that God sent Elijah to go and visit her. Now, what were the circumstances that God used to send Elijah to visit her? Do you get it? The circumstances were such that Elijah was somewhere and first he was being fed with ravens <laughs> and all. They can you imagine you are there when it's lunchtime, a bed will come with your English breakfast. When it is in breakfast, in the morning, when it's lunchtime, a bed will carry fufu and banku. Then when it is evening, then the bed will bring jollof. And you eat. Can you imagine? So Elijah was being fed like that. Then the thing got finished. So now Elijah was hot. So he told God, what, 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 should, I, what should I do? Now God tells Elijah, listen to the story carefully. There's something you have to understand. God tells Elijah, God tells Elijah that go to this place. I have commanded a widow woman. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon. And behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Do you get it? God says, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, this, you see, when you see this, your mind is that the sustenance of the prophet is what comes to your mind. Do you get it? That's what, that's what God has said. But when you read further, you realize that the reason was that God wanted to bless the woman. That's actually the main reason of this thing. You see, so one command was God was taking care of his prophet. But at the heart of it, that he wanted actually to give somebody a breakthrough. So to give that person a breakthrough, the only thing he could do was to send a prophet into her life. That's the only thing he could do. Was to send a prophet into your life. That's all. A prophet is an agent of what? Change and blessing. The prophet, her life was about to change. But how was it going to change? Do you get it? To Elijah, I said, I've commanded you to go there. She will feed you. But God's end game was that he wanted to change the woman's life. He wanted to change the woman's life. Do you get it? So, when he get there to verse 15 and 16, and when the prophet went, he told the woman to do something. 
and this prophet who have come. He told the woman to do something. And verse 15 says, 15 and 16 says, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she, she went there, I say, and she and he, and her house, he was a boy, you know, she had a boy, that said, she's going to, they will be their last minute, they will die. Do you get it? Do you remember? Okay, the only time I remember is in church. She and he and her house did eat many days. Meanwhile, when the prophet sent her, she had a last one. She was going to eat and die. Do you get it? But after she had done that, then what happened? She went and they ate. Several, they never died. They never died. Are you, are you seeing the connection? So you, it was look like God wanted to, the prof, wanted to sustain the prophet. But God actually wanted to change somebody's life. Because there were many widows in Zarephath. Even the Bible says, Jesus said there were many lepers in um, Syria, but God sent only, God healed only Naaman. And there were many lepers, there were many widows. But the widow who had touched the heart of God, and when God wanted to change her life, was this woman. But how did God do it? How did God do it? How did God, assuming all prophets are prophets, they say they are, how did God do it? Are you getting me? So we have made our, all our, you know, whatever. How did God do it? He sent, and she had to do it. She had to do it. And then, after that, after that, in the verse 7, chapter 17, verse 17 again, after that, look at another breakthrough, which was, which was what she was dreading. That they were going to eat and they would die. You have to listen. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? And thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son. You see, people forget to. You now this son. You are going to eat your last meal and you will die. Now, the prophet has come even bless you and you have extended your life to about two years. This time he says, not yesterday that happened, or maybe after three years, five years, when the boy was in school or something, and it happened. Now you are telling the prophet that when you came, you came to lie, oh, oh, <clears throat> but I for do. And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God! He cried. And then when he jumped, and the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came into him again. So when somebody dies, it's the soul that lives. Do you get it? The soul lives, you are not a human being. So, but the soul and the spirit, sometimes the soul is also the same spirit. The soul went, came back into the child, and the child lived again, and he revived. And he revived. And then the next verse. So, and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Wow. Now, is that not a connection? 
She did it. And people must die. People die every day. I'm saying that that is how it is. So death comes. It's inevitable. And when this guy died, she, he should have died. But Elijah went and woke him up so that do you think Jesus says there's many people died though? Those he raised up, he only let you work, raise them up for you to know that he has power to raise the dead. But he didn't go around raising all the dead people. No. I get what I'm saying. But I'm telling you something the way you check out. And let your mind be heaven minded. Many of us in church, heaven is not on our mind, I tell you. We are thinking of our. I remember when one of my children was very young. I told him that Jesus is coming soon. Then he said, I don't want Jesus to come now. I said, why? He said, because I want to marry before Jesus comes. <laughs> Can you my small boy, about five years or six years, I want to marry before Jesus comes. Hey. And I'm sure many of you, that's what you are thinking. I want to marry before Jesus comes. He shouldn't come now. I want to have children before Jesus comes. He shouldn't come now. You have plans. You have plans. That is why Bob Mali says everybody is talking about heaven, but nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. Hey! So the child died. I went there to come here. So the child died, but there was a miracle. And I can see miracles coming into your life in Jesus' name. That is if you can connect it and do it from your heart. Finally. Finally, um, 2 Kings 4, 8. Finally, 2 Kings 4, 8. Oof. 2 Kings 4, 8. Are you being blessed? Are you sure? Tell the person, ask the person sitting next, are you being blessed? And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem. This time is Elisha. Where was a great woman? And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Hey! When we were growing up, my mother had a certain, um, a certain priest. My mother had a certain priest and who was like a family pastor. And I wasn't born again then. And then every Wednesday the man would come to the house. And my mother would cook for him. And then, you see, I always say we're nine boys, one girl. Do you get it? We're nine boys, one girl. My mother would cook. And when my mother is serving this man, the way she would serve the man, who is this man that you can serve him and the man too comes on time. The pastor is always on time. He never fails. Like God, God never fails. And he will come and eat. I remember one particular Christmas. My mother went to buy those days, this shirt I've come that we have this, you know, the shirt with this, um, this hook and the chain around like that. Those days, those days, I started coming. I think it's coming back. Then my mother went to buy one striped, blue striped um, shirt. And shoe. He said, we should go and give it to the man. It was so unfortunate that I was the one she gave the thing to. 
It's okay. And I said to myself, ah, we used to call my mother and tell her, Auntie Pa, Christmas has come. I should go and give this one to this pastor. The thing never arrived. It never arrived. But thank God I'm not reaping what I sowed. <laughs> it never arrived. Because the pastor too was short and like me, you know, so you can imagine. It never arrived. But what I remember is that he used to come regularly to pass in vida. <laughs> On time he comes vida to eat. Vida to eat. So, and why did the woman say that? And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passed by us continually. I perceive. So you could see that the woman was not just cooking. The woman had seen something. She had seen what? She was not just cooking. Because I'm sure there were other people passing by. She had seen something, so she cooked and gave. And then she made a very strange suggestion to the husband. Look at what she told the husband. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. So it's like to her, she has said, so this man, after feeding him, we should also make a, a, a place for him to sleep. Please, you have to know which prophet you are making a room for in your house. You have to know which prophet you are making a room for in the house. But anyway, that's what he said. She said, and the man agreed. The man agreed. I mean, this old marriage, but this one, can you imagine that you are dead and you are, your wife, you don't attend your wife's church. Oh. Then she can't tell her, oh, my pastor is very, very good pardon. He's been telling us, I want to make a room. Every time he comes, whether you go on night duty or not, he will come and sleep here. Cadastambras hey, hey. cadostes. Hey! Hmm. Anyway, that's why your pastor is not called Elijah. So, so, she did it. And she did whatever. Then you, you, you remember what happened? Do you know what happened? One day, after Elijah was sitting down with his servant, he said, go and ask the woman, is there anything she needs? Do you remember? Are you sure? Do you remember? Or oh, I should tell you. <laughs> okay. Some of you don't remember. So he said, is there anything the woman needs? Go and ask her. Is there anything she needs? The woman said, look, I, I did not bring you here to come and meet my needs. I brought you here because I saw that you are a man of God. I recognize the anointing. In other words, I'm not even doing it for the benefit. I'm, I've just seen something. I just, I'm just recognizing God. Do you get it? I'm just recognizing God. Now, what probably I learned from this is that it's possible that many men of God have come to prophesy into a life that I know every man of God, you know that every, every woman wants to have a child. So when you are to say you don't have a child, everybody will prophesy, I see you, and next year by this time you have a child. That's what they will say, or marriage. Anybody who comes to preach here and is a prophet, you will definitely talk about marriage. Because most of you are a certain age, you, don't, you are not married. I'm not saying when a person talks about marriage, it's not important. I'm just saying he will, by all means he will be moved. 
or should be moved to talk about, <laughs> talk about marriage. Do you get it? So they have done it that the woman was tired or employment. The woman was tired. So I'm sure that's why I said, look, you eat my food and go. Don't come and deceive me. Eat my food and go. But Elijah, Elijah, Elisha was provoked. The woman didn't ask. And some of you see, when you do it by faith, you don't even ask. That's why some anointing, some blessings come. You say, I didn't even think. How many of you have been blessed because I was not even thinking about it? May that be your, your story in the name of Jesus. I wasn't even thinking about it, but look at me. Look at me and where I am. I never thought of it. That's what was happening to a woman. She wasn't thinking about that. And suddenly there was a blessing. Amen. And she was, but you know what? After the child came, this one, I don't know why, but in verse 22, I just want to see why this happens. Verse 22 of um, 2 Kings 4. Verse 22 of 2 Kings 4. Is that what I'm looking for? 2 Kings 4, 18. 2 Kings 4, 18. He said, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head, Mitsu, Mitsu. <laughs> How many of you are there? Your children are coming to daddy, my, mommy, my head. Daddy, my head, this morning. Uh-huh. My head, my head. Mitsu, Mitsu. And he said unto the lad, carry him to his mother. You know, that's what fathers do. My head, my son, father, come on, mommy. Is a mother a doctor? <laughs> my head, my head, carry him to the mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Have you seen something? That woman that Elijah also went to, the blessing came and then the baby died. This one to the blessing has come and the baby has died. What comes to your mind? Sorry? What kind of blessing is this? Is that not so? What comes to your mind? Anita. Think, think, think. What comes to your mind? Hey. Sorry? Is it from God? Is this blessing from God? If it's from, why? What comes to your mind? Hey. Eh? Sorry? Blessing in disguise. Okay. Who's a blessing in disguise? What, what comes to your mind? Why me? <laughs> Why me? Why me? Well, you see, I'm saying that the two people, the two women, the blessing came. Breakthrough came, but somehow all, the, all of them, their child died. Or you lost the blessing. It's a test. That's it. It's a test. That means, I see, the mere fact that you are facing problems when you are blessed doesn't mean that God is not in it. It's as simple as that. Because I said, why is it that all of them, the blessing that came is the same blessing that is making, giving them sorrow. Why? That is when you realize, but I see, all of them went back to the prophet. All of them went back to the prophet. And all of them, what happened? 
they receive their blessing. Which means not even just once. If the blessing comes, it is forever. You will not lose it. I get what I'm saying. But why? And the why is that it doesn't mean that God is not in it. It only means that believe that. How I many of you have received blessings and you have lost it temporary before? Or some of you are still lost, but <laughs> go for it. The source is what happens when people are blessed, they forget the source. That's when they have problems, they can't, they can't go back to the source. Yes. They forget the source of the blessings. Look at the lepers that God healed. There were ten. None of them went. They forgot. Do you think at this nine, if ever the, the, the sickness come again, they will be able to go to Jesus? No. Which of them will be able to go back to Jesus? The one. The one who can cause us to look. Now, this is what has happened to me. But the others, nine, they cannot go back. Because in the first place, when they got the job, even simple first and best, they couldn't recognize. They couldn't recognize that God gave them that job. Simple first and best. To say thank you for what I do that no one else do. I mean, people are looking for that job. They couldn't do it. Hallelujah. So I'm saying all this for you to have faith in the honor that you are going to honor the prophet. Because this honor must break some chains. This Anna must open some doors. This Anna must raise up some dead things in your life. To, those which are supposed to be dead should be dead, the negative ones. But the things that are supposed to be, which are not and have died, this Anna is going to revive it. In the name of Jesus. And the woman said, that is my last bit. And you see, look at something I told you. God sent the man to the woman, not because only that he wanted to feed the prophet but he wanted an opportunity to bless that woman and to change her own life that's what god wanted to do he wanted an opportunity to bless that woman and to change her own life so this is also an opportunity as long as you have an opportunity it's also an opportunity hallelujah i didn't think i was going to preach that long because you already know but i just want us to honor, honor the anointing that god has anointed his prophet we come to church every Sunday and we are preaching. If you go to how to honor, you will see that, is it chapter 2 or so, stages of honor. You will see it's there. You get it. It's there. So you can see that we have been fed. We have been brought up. And we are always, by the grace of God, enlarging. You're always being blessed. Hallelujah. And it's from where? It's from the prophet God has given to us. And today, as you honor this man of God that God has given to us, as you honor him, may you receive the prophet's reward in Jesus' name. May you receive the prophet's reward. Mm. As you honor him, may breakthrough, open doors, power be released into your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to honor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you brought your honor, that honor that you brought, the substance honor, that you want to honor the prophet with, you can take it out. I know some of you have done it in group form and everything, but if you've even done it in group form, you can raise your hand, but you can take it out 
Take it out. Yes. I shall receive this honor on behalf of the prophet and I shall give the honor to the prophet that this is our honor. We cannot thank you enough. But we also know that we say, honor the Lord with your substance. So we want to honor you with our substance. So you can bring the bags here, please. The bags. Put one here, put one here. In the midst of the anointing. I just want you to. This is a well-prepared honor. In case you were not around and you have heard it, you also want to honor the prophet. You don't really, you can call for an envelope. I think there are emblems here, but you see, don't be deceived. Don't do something that I'm just doing something. Do it well. Father, thank you for all these who are here to honor the prophet in the name of Jesus. If you brought your honor, just come and put it in the thing. Yes. Pray. If you, if you need an envelope, you can raise your hand. They will bring you an envelope. Special honor. There's even between offering and we are honoring the prophet specially. Some people I know have done it in groups and everything. But if you also want to go beyond whatever, specially. Lift up your hand wherever you are if you want an envelope. And I, as your pastor, I'll tell you that it's a good thing to do. I, as your pastor, I'll tell you it's a good, there's a connection. And I don't want you to lose that connection. There's a connection. And then verse 7, don't be deceived. Please, is it here? Okay, so if, if you brought your envelope of honor, envelope of honor, believe God. Of all these breakthroughs and doors that have been talked about, believe God that you are receiving a blessing into your life as you honor. It's an opportunity for you to be blessed. And with that faith and that belief, come and drop in that envelope here. Here. Come and drop it in. If you, are, if you come and drop it and God bless you. You don't drop in and go back the same. You are receiving a great breakthrough. A great honor. The rest of you can take your seats. God bless you. God bless you. This is not to me, but we are honoring the prophet that God has given to us. And I pray to God. I pray to God. I pray to God. That as he did for the woman of Zarephath, as he did for the Shunammite woman, as he did for Mary and Martha, as he did for all those who have honored, may you also receive that open door. May you also have a testimony. May you have a testimony, song to sing, something to say about the fact that the Anna had brought a blessing into my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you be blessed beyond measure. This is your recognition. This is your recognition that there is an anointing. There is something on the man of God. I, I just want to honor him. And let me tell you, this honor, you must extend it to your parents. The same honor talks about your parents. Honoring your parents. Honoring your father. Honoring your mother. The same way you are doing it. The same way you believe God will honor your parents. And you'll be blessed. God bless you. God bless you. Some of you ever since your parents born you, you have never told your mother or your father, that received this 5,000 CDs from me. That received this, that you have never. Even now, you are still taken from them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you said that, oh, I didn't know. Don't worry, you can break the alabaster box of ointment. You can just write. The only thing you don't do is that you don't borrow to Anna. 
That's the only thing you don't do. You don't borrow to Anna. Just that even in the Bible, a woman was asked to go and get a neighbor, neighbor's this, but that anointing is not here now. So <laughs> you don't borrow to Anna. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, thank you for the honor. For the honor. Maybe, how many of you were here? You didn't know about this honor. So you wish that you had another opportunity to honor. Show me your hand. Let me see. You didn't know about this honor. So you say, if I have another opportunity, I will honor. Show me your hand. Let me see. Okay. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe, I'm, I cannot be sure, but next week you can bring that, or in the course of the week, you can bring that honor and we'll see. But God bless you. God bless you. In this are testimonies. In this are testimonies. Those of you who did it as groups and whatever. And it will go to the prophet. Whatever the prophet will do with it, that's up to him. But it's go. See, prophet, God bless you. We honor you with this. We believe. We understand what we are doing. And we have done it deep, deep, deep from our hearts. Done it deep, deep, deep from our hearts. God bless you. God bless you. But just before we close, just before we close, um, maybe you are here. You are here. Oh, this is your first time of coming here. You came on your own or someone brought you. So when I see some face, I know the face is new, but because of the mask, I'm not too sure. But um, you came for the first time today. This is your first time ever of coming here. Someone invited you, you came, or you came on your own. I just want, or if you know somebody you invited who is around, I just want you to stand to your feet wherever you are. We want to give you a very good um, welcome for being here for the first time today. So this is your first time of coming to this place. Kindly stand to your feet so that we give you a fitting welcome. Yes. Yes. But I just want to, if it's your first time of coming, if you can take your bag, your Bible, your phone, and just come to me wherever you are. Kindly walk to me wherever you are. Put your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them as they come. You have fans in this church, so you are come to stay. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. So, those of you who came for the first time today, I also need you to say a general prayer. I know some of, most of you are, some are born again already, but we'll say a general prayer. The whole church will join us. After that, Pastor Sam will have a word with you, and then we will all go home together. So, let's say this prayer together. Let's all say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. The whole church should join. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth. And I confess with my mouth. That Jesus. That Jesus. Is Lord. Is Lord. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of all of my sins. Of all of my sins. And wash me. Wash with your blood. With your blood. Just as I am, Just as I I've, am. Come to you I've come to and you declare and declare that from today I am yours. That from today I am yours. And you are mine. You are mine. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 
0302-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam-DHMM. Also at Loyalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedovenia. God bless you.